You know, based on our last episode talking about Da Vinci and how how many art forms and sciences and disciplines that he managed to master, and then him drawing the comparison and parallel between how all of those things affected his craft, borrowing from seemingly things that are unrelated. It prompted me to really take a look at the way that I have practiced and practiced my craft. So for you, if you're going to practice and you want to have some sort of competitive edge, it makes a lot of sense to learn from the greatest and pull the lessons that they've managed to extract. So if you were to look at, let's say, Bruce Lee, who invented the Jeet Kune Do mentality, which was take what's useful and discard everything else that is useless. You will see that this concept, not only is it not new, but it can apply to almost any profession. For You can even see these types of discussions and arguments going on in music. So for instance, even if you don't play an instrument, you kind of understand already inherently what scale and melody is. You, you know when something sounds rhythmically good to you, when it sounds pleasing to your ears. You have your favorite music, or even if it's background music that helps you study or focus. There's pleasing sounds to you and there's not so pleasing sounds to you. Now, if you look at a car, for instance, and how the horn honks, it's two conflicting notes that give that nasty grinding sound. When you look at something that is rhythmically beautiful, if you're going to look at Michael Jackson, for instance, and if you were to break down his tabs, you will notice a pattern that across all of these masterpieces, it has a certain construction to it, a certain timing, rhythm, and pace that has now been studied and, and almost formulized to give you and deliver that experience consistently. They're almost laws, formulas, if you want to call them that. And one of the biggest debates that you see with guitarists in particular is when they're talking about their practice methods, there's the learning the songs method where you take your favorite artist songs and then you take the tabs and then you learn them. Then there's also the other side of that where you forget all of that and you learn theory and you learn scales and you learn the notes. So there's a, a debate. Well, if you only play the scales, you lose out on that creativity. So Kurt Cobain was a big proponent of not only just playing the music and forgetting about technique because it was more raw and passionate to him, but he was also of the camp that it doesn't have to be played perfectly, which would make purists and classical musician, musicians scoff at him they would just find that an absolute travesty. So now if you look at the technical side of things and you say, okay, well, if I'm gonna play these scales, well, now my notes will ring out better. I'll be more fluent on the fretboard. I will have a deeper understanding of the notes that I'm playing as opposed to just going off pure motion and feel. 
I would say, why not do both? Why do you have to pick a side? And so there's two camps that will go and say the self-taught people don't have the technical ability that the people that have learned the traditional way do. So when it comes down to it, if you're really serious about getting that extra edge in whatever your craft is, it could even be design, it doesn't even have to be writing or speaking arts. Even if it's design, the way that you storyboard, you can learn lessons from the adjacent arts and even, even architecture. If you read architecture books or engineering, the way that systems are built, you start to see and notice these patterns that give you these nuggets of information that you won't readily find in books that are about your specific subject. Looking at history and how some of the greatest minds have put together some of their best masterpieces, Da Vinci again, for instance, when he took art and science and used science to influence his art with dimensions, we start to see almost like a next level. It's a... Now, since I've teamed up with Rainy Night on Hastings, which is an indie ebook publisher that writes fiction, I've had to cross genres between nonfiction and fiction. And let me tell you, they are two completely different art forms. In the fiction side, there's that camp we talked about that gets split right down the middle between plotter and what's called a panzer. And the panzer is more of a stream of conscious free-flowing, where does the story take us? I'm gonna imagine it and we'll see what happens. There's no really determined outcome. Then you get the plotter who is by the detail. Every single setting, character, outcome is put in there and followed. And that's how they write. That sounds a lot like the guitarist debate, doesn't it? where you have someone that's really technical and then someone that is playing by feeling. And we see this in martial arts. We see this in architecture. We see this across so many different fields. And so that has to tell you something that why not combine both? Pablo Picasso says, in order to break the laws, you have to know them. And what he means by that is every art form typically has the do's and don'ts. But once you've mastered those laws and know how to bend them strategically, it can take you a complete notch above your competition. It can open up new innovation. So if you're a heavy reader and you find yourself reading a lot of material about your craft to get better, you're going to hit a point which is called the curse of knowledge, where you're going to run into all these different idioms, sayings. You're going to start seeing this, this common pattern where everything just seems kind of dull because you've heard it before and it's going to seem like you're stagnating. And then when you go to write about it or 
you're talking about, it's almost like you don't know anything because you're so inundated by this information that you just assume that everybody else knows it. So you constantly have to try to come up with something new on top of what you know because you're so bored by the material and it's so second nature to you that you think that everybody has that. It's completely common. I, as a matter of fact, am trying to break that habit now by taking things back to the very, very basic level and writing for people also that have never even heard of content marketing, that have not heard of even the organization of Smart City, the Smart City concept. I keep, I got to keep in mind that many have are just hearing that term for the first time. So when you are looking for new information, I would highly recommend looking at other arts. If it's sales, for instance, that you're trying to get better at, or business, developing your business IQ, read psychology books, read philosophy. The Art of War by Sun Tzu can apply to business principles so seamlessly. Same with anything by Robert Greene, 48 Laws of Power, Seduction, Mastery, laws of human nature, all of that. All of that is easily transferable. I have learned principles from reading a chemistry book. That I'm reading a chemistry book right now, learning how certain things mix together. And then it reminds me of that music example we talked about a little bit earlier with the scales on how certain things just go together in a pattern, in a certain measurement, and other things don't else there's disastrous results, i.e. the horn. If you mix certain chemicals together, it could be deadly or just not produce anything of substance at all. That's why a lot of times when I see this advice on Instagram about what books to read, I see the same books being brought up over and over and it makes so much sense to me why everything just seems to sound the same and why I feel like there's a lot of parrots that are just regurgitating this info and it's because they are. And I'm noticing as well that a lot of those books that they keep bringing up are the basically leftovers from the 2010s that have now spilled over. And now I know it's a new, new decade just started, but I'm talking more about the latter half where the 2010 and above are not looked at anymore because it's seen as outdated when you can still learn from fundamentals that were relevant at the beginning of the decade, last decade. There's principles that were relevant in the 2000s that still work today. In fact, I did an experiment on that. I looked up what people were saying and, and Rand Fishkin was one of them. He's the uh, head of Moz, which is probably at least top three in the SEO industry, if you're not familiar. He's basically, uh, at this point, not quite who he is now as this mega influencer, but he was still a very credible expert. And he was saying back in 2010 that video was starting to be more important, that his big hairy prediction was that we're going to start seeing more focus on UX and user experience and a diminishing attention span. If I was to cover the publishing date on that compared to a statement that he made in 2019, you would not be able to even tell 
what the timeline was.